Hi, my name is Reed Hamilton. Thanks so much for listening to these interviews. The Triple Net Lease program is new to a lot of people. And so what we've tried to do is create Zoom interviews with industry experts to answer frequently asked questions, questions that I would be asking myself. So in this first interview right now, it's with Zach Dickens from Extra Space Storage. Zach is the executive vice president focusing on acquisitions. And in this interview, we talk about all sorts of things, but primarily, what does a lease or triple net lease mean, having it being backed by Extra Space, which is a $16 billion publicly traded company? How Extra Space has already done the triple net lease program with a large group by the name of WP Carey, and then how lease rates are calculated. So essentially what that means is when we lease your facility, how do we figure out what that monthly and annual payment is going to be? What happens if you wanna sell? At some point you may want to sell and we talk about that here. And then what are some of the ancillary benefits associated with the triple net lease, which is potentially new types of financing structures, reduced risk, basically since you have a guarantee from extra space. We talk about increased free time, simplified estate planning, and all sorts of stuff. So thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please call me if you have any questions. Zach, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Really appreciate having you on here. How's everything yeah. going today? Well, it's wonderful. You know, uh, it's a tough environment that we're obviously in with COVID and what's happened in the last few months, but storage has been doing very well. And so that's what I'm excited about today. Absolutely. It's so great to be employed by a, an operator that does well, even in tougher times. It is an absolutely wild time and storage is a blessing where, I mean, like people say, it's not recession proof, but it's certainly proven to be recession resilient. That's, that is correct. Yeah, I'd agree. Cool. So, hey, we're going to take 15 or 20 minutes or so, ideally talk about the triple net lease program, hopefully answer some of the frequently asked questions, kind of dive into the details of how triple net leases are structured, and then talk about next steps. So before we jump into that, um, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving us a quick background on who Zach is and who sure. Extra Space is, and we can go from there. Yeah, no, thank you for this opportunity. So I've been doing this for 18 years now. I started with Extra Space Storage as an analyst on the uh, transactional side. And back then it was so exciting is because you could buy things at 10 cap rates and this is really a growing industry. But as the years have gone by, as I've gone up in my career, storage has also come into its own as a being really revered as a great asset class uh, for people that are looking for the ability to uh, adjust rates very quickly, right, in storage. And, and so um, you've seen that. Uh, we have low maintenance for our properties. We've seen that. So it's been a really engaging type of asset class and been very profitable for all of us engaged in it today. As we've gone on and cap rates have come down, uh, cost of borrowings come down, it's still a great game to be part of because uh, extra space offers something special, I think, in the way we operate the facilities is that we can take properties and, and get the most out of them. So I I've worked again for 18 years with an organization that when I started was about 100 properties. And today we either own or operate around just shy of 1900. So we're getting up there. And we manage uh, 700 properties for third party people as well. And um, it's just been uh, great to see the growth. We're traded on the New York Stock Exchange. I think you knew that. We're publicly traded REIT. So that lends itself to creative structures as well. We have access to capital through the capital markets, through either equity offerings or we do bond offerings and private placements all the time. We have recently got rated well as an investment grade by S&P. So that was a, a big milestone for us as well. So we're growing. We've come into the later stages from a startup to a more mature type of operator and owner. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for the background. So 
obviously the point of this call is to talk about the triple net lease program. And so right. if you wouldn't mind just describing in general what a triple net lease is, and then sure. if you don't mind just doing a short explanation of how Extra Space and WP Carry, who's a that large institutional player, were able to create a triple net lease program. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'd love to go through that. So a triple net lease, right, is usually comprised of three areas where the landlord, in this case, it'll be a storage property owner, probably someone who's developed the property, will lease to us, will become the, the tenant in this relationship, and will then sublease, if you will, to all of the tenants. Those are the storage operating tenants. And so there's a connection then between the three parties there. And in our role as tenant, we will pay certain things. The triple net implies that we're paying property taxes, right? the maintenance and insurance uh, to keep the property going. So from a landlord's perspective, that's a pretty good position to be in is because you're in essence a little isolated from increases in operating expenses, insurance charges, or property taxes. And so that in essence becomes, you know, you're really underwriting more or less the creditworthiness of extra space. And I just said, you know, just a moment ago, we are um, one of the largest REITs. We're the second largest REIT in this area. And so that's pretty good is because we're behind, we're going to stand behind writing the check to the landlord. From a landlord's perspective, and I, and I might talk a little bit about WP Carey and their business model. So they're interestingly uh, a REIT as well, a real estate investment trust. And what they like to do in many instances is a sale leaseback. It's a form of financing, right? If I have a storage property, I'll go to WP Carey and I'll say, buy it lease it back to me in exchange for the, I'll make a lump sum of cash up front in that case, and then I'll make a rental payment. And this works really well with operators that are, say, not in real estate traditionally, like the Walgreens of the world, right? The Walgreens at one point owned a lot of their properties, but they figured out that they were better at, at selling uh, pharmaceuticals and and all the other healthcare supplies that they do, and they got out of the property ownership area. WP Carry, though, is really interesting, right? Because they, they tend to talk all about the creditworthiness of the tenant, and that's what they're selling in a sense of their portfolio, right? And, and when we enter in the transaction, it's only been about a year and a half now. The transaction was across up to 40, I think the final number was 44 six assets. Some were in lease up and they weren't as conducive in lease up to this business model. So once they get stabilized, they'll be introduced along with the other group of properties. And um, what we do is we, every year, we readjust the base rent to increase based off of CPI adjustment and, and not in their case. Their, their case is a fixed amount. So there's many ways to do this, right? Is we have to first determine what the base rent is Mm -hmm. um, and then we also want to know what all the expenses are that we'll be paying so that the landlord doesn't get hit with those expenses. They then become our expenses. And so we adjust that. And then down the road, you obviously want to have, because of inflation eating away at that yield that you'll make, you want to have an escalator built into the lease. And there's numerous yeah. ways we can do that. And um, I don't have a preconceived notion of exactly how that has to be. In the case of WP Carry, it's a predetermined amount that's a percentage, but then they also share in some of the upside and growth. Yeah. I think for many of the people I might be talking to through you and your channel here is that they'll want to lock in a payment schedule that's predictable. And then they'll probably want to have an escalator in there that's also predictable. And I'm okay if it varies to some degree. I think one of the things that has me so excited right now is typically triple net leases, as you mentioned, have been for either large companies like a Walgreens or a company like a WP Carry. 
Right. And the program that we're rolling out right now is kind of the, a first of its kind where storage operators who are like myself, who own, you know, one, one, three, five, ten facilities can now actually go out, have extra space become the tenant. And they go from being owner, they remain owner, but it's also owner landlord. And they get a guaranteed payment from you guys for whatever the term of the lease is, which is exactly. shockingly exciting because that's typically only for institutional folks. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of that is because we've been able to go through and cut our teeth on doing a larger institutional type of transaction that we felt like with the operators out there that are one-off or independent in some regard, that this would really appeal to them is that they don't have to go through a lot of the progress or the, you know, the painstaking effort to get the legal documents right. Clearly they want to have it reviewed by their attorneys and make sure it works for them. And we don't want to shortcut that process, but we also recognize that we want to make it easier. And since we've done this and we're one of the first that have done this in the industry and arguably really our product was so unique the way we did it. We were the first in this area that it, it really wouldn't lend itself to doing this across the nation. I didn't do that one just to say, Hey, one and done read, you know, in life, you learn a lot of lessons when you do that and you say, Hey, on the next one, we want to structure this. It, it, it's actually worked out really well for us. Um, you know, the kind of the devil gets to be in the details. And as a landlord, you want to take the time to review the lease with an attorney, make sure it represents your needs and recognizing what you can ultimately get, which is a lot of upside, as you pointed out. Well, let's, for a quick second, we're probably going to the, the term of the lease, but if I'm, I'm an owner and I come to you and I say, okay, Zach, I'm interested in doing a triple net lease with you. Right. And here's my, do I provide you my trailing 12? How, how do I come up with what I know is going to be the starting point in my fixed rate for the next 10 to 30 years? That's a great question. Your trailing 12 is a good source of that information because it's been able to prove to, to you and to us what your track record's been. I recognize that every property owner is in it to improve. And so they believe that the property is going to take a step forward every year, right? That's That's been great about this industry. And the track record has been for our industry that that's been a, a real outcome um, of constant improvement. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at the upside in the property. Um, my expense structures are probably higher than the average operators. But for that, we're able to drive revenues, I think at a little bit higher of level, which translates into better NOI potentially at the end of the day. So with you as the landlord, I'd like to cut you a fair deal that hopefully makes you whole for the NOI that you're foregoing at least, right? But also knowing that we can take it to a new level. So I really see it as a partnership. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know what the future is going to hold for us, but we'll both do our best and negotiate an outcome that works. It's beneficial for both of us. If I can't strike that balance, then you know we're probably not going to be very successful in what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not going to be a deal for everybody, but it's going to make sense for a lot of folks. And yeah. so yeah. A hypothetical, if I'm making uh, a half a million dollars at NOI, and you take a look at the trailing 12 and you look at projections going forward, your number's probably going to come in pretty close to that, pretty maybe, close. A lower, maybe a little higher. And yep. then that's kind of the set point for where I start. Yes. And then, you know, year one, like you said, there's an annual escalator based on uh, CPI, cons- Consumer Price Index. It could be CPI, Consumer Price Index, which is a gauge of inflation, right, for them, so that you don't erode what that base payment is every year. Um, I'll look at other things, too, though, is just because different jurisdictions have uh, property taxes that are going to increase at a different rate. And we'll be quite transparent. Honestly, I found that that's the best way to get everyone comfortable is to show what my valuation or where I'm heading with my next year's budget is to say to the landlord, right? And the landlord will feel comfortable knowing that that's the path we're on. 
And, you know, typically you'd say, well, I, I do need to have a little bit of growth opportunity or, or benefit, right? We're both into this to make money and to make it successful for both parties. And so I can't have a situation, you know, where we, maybe we go backwards for a series of years because of performance lagging. But I understand that's the risk I'm willing to take, right? As, as long as I can get into the property. And then, you know, if we can grow it, then I guess we're, we get to get the, we would be the benefit of the growth and the upside. And that's the trade-off that we're well, both making here. Yeah. And that's the transparency. The juice is that, hey, maybe there's a little chunk over what's being offered to, uh, in, in the lease term. And above that, that's, that's kind of where the benefit is of Perfect. You and I taking the risk that we're taking to-, to Well, well put. Yeah, that's absolutely right. If I might though, you know, one of the things that I think, and you were going to talk probably a little bit about this, the benefits to the landlord, yeah. is that when you own one property, you're subject to potentially somebody opening a new store down the street, or maybe the local market doesn't do as well as you anticipated, right? Come on, that stuff's not happening right now. There's no overbuilding or there's no <laughs> reduced rents because of COVID or anything like that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And one of the great things I, I know from having worked here at Extra Space is that we have staying power. And uh, we're going to really, I think, be fine as we buffet the storm, you know, go through that storm and fill it. We'll come out of the other end just fine because we have a very diverse group of properties. We're in 40 states and the District of Columbia. So that allows us to have a stream of income that's very diversified. We also bring in income from various sources, from properties, the, the management themselves of the properties, uh, the outcome of the operating uh, income that comes from the properties. We sell tenant insurance. We sell boxes, locks all of those things. We, we even have like billboard leases in our portfolio and all, uh, cell tower leases. Those back up the cash flow for us to make the payment. So, you know, you kind of take away from what I would call, you know, the words idiosyncratic risk, you know, the risk of the, the property itself and you're getting more of a diverse group of uh, payments with a fixed amount that you can count on, but knowing that the company that stands behind it's pretty fixed in its in its trajectory. So that's the good side, I think, Reed, as we talk about this, is that yeah. we're, we're de-risking yeah. for the landlord. A hundred percent. And I kind of have a couple of bullet points of what I thought, hey, what are some of the major benefits for the yeah, landlord? Yeah, let's talk through those because those are valid. Yeah. Reduced risk. COVID times, they're, they're wild. We don't know what's going on yeah. right now. Obviously, you know, pre-COVID, everyone's concern was overbuilding, you know, and so you're, you're definitely, you're pulling that risk off. One of the things that is, I think is really unique about the structure is because extra space becomes a tenant and because of how large you are, and let's just say the lease term is 25 years, you're going to be able to go out and get much better financing on your project than you would without that. And that's something we'll talk about with another guest who specializes in financing, but such things is called a credit tenant lease. But just think of it this way is if you go to the bank by yourself or you go to the bank with extra space as your partner, you're going to get fine, substantially better terms, which therefore it means you make more cash on your lease. I think one of the most important things, and especially in this time in age right now, is increased free time. I got into storage very intentionally because of quality life that I wanted to have. And I have this little thing in my life, Zach, I call the, um, the rocking chair test. And so anything I have, anytime I have a really big decision to make, I picture myself as a 95-year-old man sitting on my porch in my rocking chair. And I think about this decision I'm about to make. And I say, well, am I going to be really proud and glad that I made this decision? Or am I going to greatly regret the decision that I made? And a lot of times I think it's that perspective that is really giving me guidance and clarity to be able to make big decisions. And with this, this is going to be a big decision. This is most likely people's largest asset. And so do they want to have basically increased free time with essentially a guaranteed payment for the next 
25-ish years, right? And to follow that on is, by the way, in 25 years, guess what? You still own the facility. It's still yours. Absolutely. So, I, don't, I mean, those are some of the things that I thought of, well, besides, you know, the, what I considered the simplified estate planning. I yep. mean, if you sign a lease, and we're going to have another gentleman on to talk about this a little bit, an estate planning expert, but once you sign the lease, if, go put this into your trust. And then there's a high likelihood that, you know, you've just greatly reduced any kind of family drama that might come with, hey, what happens when something tragic or unexpected? It's, it's been taken care of. So a lot of boxes checked of benefits. So yeah, I agree. That perspective that you talk about is so vital, I think, to what we do. You know, life so f- moves by so fast that sometimes we just don't take a minute to think about the long run. And um, you're absolutely right. It, you know, these come into our mind as well. Uh, when we talk about the leases, 30 years is a long time under a leasehold, right? Yeah. But we appreciate that because for us, it's the we believe in your property, quite frankly. I mean, that's why we're excited about it, to sign up for a 30-year type of program right? Yeah. Or more, depending on the extensions or whatever the, we can customize this. Or, or less. I mean, just for a second, like yeah. kind of what you and I've been talking about, the ranges, depending on which state you're located in, could be anywhere from as little as 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Upwards to, you know, 30 years in a day or 29 years in a day due to some property tax stuff that you want to work with your CPA on. But is that kind of fair to say somewhere between 10 to 30 years? Yeah, yeah something like that is good. Um, if you think about the deals that I have, they're in 10-year increments right now. I'm just talking about the WP Carry deal. It allows us to reassess at least at the end of the 10-year period. There's actually an option to move beyond um, with some, some triggers in place, which um, I think keeps it fair for everyone. And we could talk about those triggers as well. With um, it, It's sort of if, if either side's being disadvantaged because the lease has moved on. You try to talk about 10, 20 years, right? That's a long time. Um, it might be good for the parties to both come back together at some point and talk about, is this still meeting our, uh, you know, each other's needs in a sense or not? I mean, this is how we, we have a large degree of flexibility and uh, we want to work with tax advisors as well to make sure it works for both the landlord and the tenant. But from my vantage point, I'm going to be pretty flexible because I think that flexibility is something we have to demonstrate as each family who may have a property or, or partnership has different interests, right, Reed? N- nobody's done the same thing over and over. We like to think that, uh, yeah, that there's there's a lot of uh, savings and time and other things, but we really want to hear from the, the landlord what's important to them. And we'll structure it that way. No cookie cutter here. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every project's a little unique. And I think you and I briefly talked about this ahead of time. You yeah. put a 30-year lease in place, but say in year 10, somebody comes and gives you a wild offer, you know, extra space, you has the first right of refusal to buy that project. But if for some reason that doesn't go through, then you can, you can still sell your project so long as the new, the new folks buying are approved by extra space and they're going to qualify for the lease as well. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get comfortable, obviously, with the landlord that we know today with the owner of the property. And so the right of first refusal allows us, I think, to help kind of just determine what the future might be. I mean, we, we, you know, just depending on who you're going to sell and assign the lease to, you know, we'll be fine because of the lease terms. There may be instances where we say, oh, let's go ahead and, and buy that lease. And I think the landlord should say that they still have a marketable property. It doesn't limit them from that standpoint. We'll be subject, obviously, to the assignment of that lease, but we are very flexible. Uh, The way people get around it is because, you know, there's issues of timing. So we just put those in the lease that there's certain response times that we have to have and that we are keeping to those schedules. So that's our responsibility as a tenant to you as the landlord. One of my favorite questions is this. 
is if I'm, if I'm a landlord and I'm sitting there and I'm considering doing this lease with you, I'm sitting down with my spouse or my partners and I say, okay, what is the best question that I could ask Mr. Zach from extra space about, about, about yeah, what, what, I mean, what, what am I not thinking about or what should we be thinking about as we explore this? I think the timing is important to consider, right? When you talk about the duration of the lease is we're just going to cut a check every month and we'll escalate it as the years go by. Typically these are on annual escalators. And I just want to make sure that the landlord is feeling comfortable with the timing. Uh, you pointed out a lot of the benefits to the landlord, one of which is freeing up their time to do other things and other ventures, whether that's spend more time with their kids or other business ventures, let's face it, right? They, they can redirect their energies in other ways. Maybe it's their golf game they want to talk about. <laughs> there are things that motivate people, but I want them to fit into the duration of that because at the end of the lease, we will turn back over the property or ask for an extension, right? And negotiate that. So just know that that timing is so important as you start to think about the impact to you, your partners, your family, and other people that are really uh, stakeholders in what you're doing with your business. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate all the information that you provided us. Um, it's a wealth of knowledge. And honestly, I think you're probably the nicest guy in the industry. And so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to rolling this program out with you. And so well, thank you. Anything else that we should talk about before we wrap up? No, Reed, I just appreciate that you're out doing this. Um, we're the people you're going to deal with, right, as a landlord. And so we want to make that as, as painless as possible, and we want to make it work for you. So I appreciate, I, in a sense, Reed, I really appreciate our partnership, and I look forward to great things under this program with you. Fantastic, and as do I. Well, next steps for people is you can either give me a call, Reed Hamilton, and my phone number is 775-690-8269 or email me at read, R-E-I-D, at recess storage. And recess is really important because recess is, as honestly, it's the only thing I did great in school. But sometimes in life, you need to take a recess and putting a program like this in place kind of allows you to do such. So thank you so much, Zach. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. If you didn't catch Reed's contact info, no worries. We've got you covered. That information will be in our show notes, which you can find at storagerecess.com backslash podcast. So check those out. Also, be sure to tune into the next episode where Reed interviews Greg Crawford from Alliance Trust. It's going to be a wealth of information regarding the triple net lease, estate planning, and other things you don't want to miss. We'll see you there.